we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew. Happy July, everyone. How are you, Edward? I'm good. July is here. We are deep into summer. It is hot as balls here in California. Yeah, which is not as bad as Oregon or Vancouver or Seattle, but, you know, we're it's still pretty hot. Yeah, and there's this, like, weird humidity, which we never get in L.A. It's usually, like, a dry heat, and now I feel like sticky yeah but you know climate change isn't real it's just a hoax perpetuated by the okay. chinese stop stop <laughs> well this week in bravo was that was a joke everyone i hope everyone knows i was seriously kidding but whatever no we knew well some people are my right in the comments being like i don't appreciate what you just said but okay fine <laughs> do you want to tell people what you're dealing with today before we get started oh, yeah we probably should all right, folks. So I am feeling much better now, but I did have like a 24 hour, like 36 hour, yeah, 24 hour as he was sick for two days. <laughs> okay, fine. I had a, I had a two day head cold that really just made me feel awful, but I'm feeling much better now. All that's left truly is just a little bit of phlegm. And so I may need to cough or clear my throat. And I will try to do that as little as possible. But if it happens, I just want. And, and you I all don't to worry, know. I'm going to try to edit it out. But if you hear him being like a little bit of scratchy or nasally, that's that, why. Yeah, I just—it's not me trying on something new. I'm just uh, a little You're trying sick. to be a little bit more like Luann. Yeah, trying to be. Uh, uh, <laughs> God, let's just move on. Let's just skip right past it. Let's just get started into this week's episodes. This, there was a lot of good stuff this week. We did. We had the start of the Married to Medicine reunion, which was amazing. Good episode of Shaw's Family Karma had a really emotional, emotional Family episode. Karma this week. And of course, Roni and Robh always delicious. So so wonderful, Roni. God, they can never do that again like they did last week where they just skipped a week i just can't have that happen yeah that was that was really weird for me i've never i mean yeah i guess they had to do the below deck reunion which i heard was amazing but i guess they needed the time i don't know maybe they're scheduling down the line that will make more sense as to why they did that but it's back this week and i'm thrilled it was a great episode and beverly hills was great too it was. I'm. I already am starting to get hot. We turn off all the fans so that there's no like outside. Yeah, like, I'm air sweating. I'm, I'm and I'm already like, oh, here we go. It's it's warm in L.A. It's, it's warm. It's hot, y'all. You know, it also is hot. This married to medicine reunion part one. <laughs> oh it God. was on a disgusting. Fire. The ladies were looking hot. The set was incredible. I love that they recreated the mall in Washington D.C. I thought so, it was also good for them to put like a big huge pool of water uh, in the middle of all of them, so none of them could get up and you know get you know, in each of those faces, push them in the pool. Someone's going to get pushed. Yeah, in the Toya pool. and heavenly can kind of stay on their own sides of the pool. You know, it was, it was a very beautiful set. The lady, like I said, the ladies looked great and they had no time getting into it. The first thing that I was absolutely appalled by, I have to say in this reunion that literally had my jaw on the floor. And I was like, how could this person do this? Was Contessa dancing on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, your delivery was so good on that. I was like, wait, what? Did I miss something? I'm like looking at my notes. Like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wasn't, never thought I would see the day 
that Contessa would stoop to that level. Hey, you know, when your husband's cheating on you, you got to find something to do. I, yeah, you know what? You're right. All, all, all rules go out the window when you're dealing with something like that. So again, Contessa can do no wrong in my eyes right now. She's going through a lot. She's dealing with a lot. I just love her very much, but not the best move for her. No, not it was not great. Anila came under fire afterwards, not only for the payments that were late, but also for her hashtags that she gave the ladies when she was supposed to give her influencer hashtag for every lady's look. They were all terrible. And I just, I'm sorry, I don't like her. I know that she's probably going to come back. I just think she's really obnoxious. You got to have one in every season that I can't stand and she's it. Yeah. I mean, they probably they didn't, didn't have Lisa Nicole at the reunion. They brought back quad. Thank goodness. Of well, course. I'm wondering if Lisa Nicole and Carrie might stop in, in parts two or three, I'm guessing maybe part two, just because there might be some things that they want to talk about with them. And they also have to fill three parts. I'm a little surprised that we are having a three part reunion. I'm not because I think it's going to be all about Scott and Contessa for the, the last two parts. You know what? You're right. Because from the looks of it, there's some walking off. There's some coming back. It looks like there's going to be a lot of weird drama that's going to happen here. Yeah. I just, I'm still on team Toya, you know, with the Toya and Anila stuff, Toya's right. You may have paid them, but you didn't pay them on time. Yeah. And I also loved how Toya came with the receipts on an iPad. Why has no one thought of that? Everyone has brought these like binders and pages. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's just be smart about this and have it all screenshotted on an iPad. That's all you need. That was so smart. That's all you need. It's probably much easier to get through than color coding a binder. Exactly. And then with Toya versus the rest of the ladies. First of all, I love that Simone was really trying to get Toya to be clear about her feelings so that the women could really understand where she was coming from. I love Simone and her loyalty to her friends. It's great. But I'm still team Toya. I understand that Toya's delivery was bad and she was very harsh and explosive. And I understand where that was coming from. She's had a lot to do with this year. And I'm not saying that what she had to deal with was better or worse than anyone else in that show. But to deal with your husband who's an ER doctor going in and out of the hospital every day and actively actively dealing with COVID day to day, plus dealing with the artillery coming from the other women, it's it's got to be tough. I completely understood where she was coming from when she was talking about everyone else, you know, was in the doctor's office or had to close their offices and was dealing with the medical profession in some way. But for... Toya's husband, he was in the ER. He was, like she said, seeing death every single Treating day. Treating COVID patients day exactly. to day. And that, I feel, I mean, you said it's not better or for worse. Honestly, for me, I feel like that's a lot harder because it's not only just being like, oh, COVID is affecting me. It's COVID's directly affecting my husband. He is in direct contact with it every single day. It makes it that much more real. Yeah, And I'm glad that Toya was able to finally say, I'm sorry that I said that stuff about your townhouse quad. And I'm sorry that I got so explosive with you, Heavenly and Anila. She eventually was able to get there. And you could tell like all that's all they really needed to hear because even quad, like you could see them soften to Toya immediately because Toya is very lovable and she's a really great person and there's no malice in her words or her actions she's just a really I really I just love her a lot I I didn't really like Heavenly trying to say that (laughs) what was she trying to say Toya opens her mouth and has like really like thank god I know that Andy Andy is so good about being impartial and that old white guy (laughs) and uh, lol that's I love that he just called himself out for that that was great but he's so good about being neutral and staying, you know, 
you know, on no one's side. But I love that he was like, wait, I'm sorry. I can't just sit here and let you say that to Toya Heavenly because you pop off at people. You're the one who's explosive. You're the one that, you know. Look at yourself in the mirror for a second. Please. Like, Heavenly, you're the queen out of this group of going off the handle and being rash. I have to say it was kind of shocking the way that the Scott and Contessa things were brought up and how it was revealed because Andy is very quick to be like, so Contessa, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Mm-hmm. And she basically says, all of these ladies are my friends. Any of these ladies can tell you what's going on with me and Scott. And then just kind of gets quiet because she doesn't be the want to be the one to say it. And Scott is in the back freaking out. You can tell he's on edge you can tell he's not prepared for this at all. He was like joking that he wasn't even going to come. He's such an asshole. And Quad is the one. Quad is the lawyer. spokeswoman, yeah. the attorney of the entire group of Contessa, especially on Watch What Happens Live last week. She is the spokeswoman for this group now. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. And Quad is the one who reveals that Contessa has filed for separation from Scott. Yeah. And this did Scott really think that that wasn't going to come up well they're on a fucking reality show so I I think I this is what I think happened I think Contessa had this conversation with him and he was like we're not bringing this up today you don't bring it up I don't bring it up and we'll be fine we can reveal it afterwards whatever xyz but if you can't bring it up and I can't bring it up so I think that's why Contessa was like you know I'm not going to say anything but any of the rest of the ladies here can let you know what's going down because that's fucking awesome. That's a loophole. That that's, is amazing. That's something I would do. I'd be like, okay, well, someone I bring this up. I, I, I didn't bring it up. But Scott comes out from the back and is upset about this sneak attack. Well, he's going to no, He's going to leave. No, he's about. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I thought we weren't talking about this. If we're talking about this, then I'm out. Yeah. Because this is a sneak attack and I'm not down for this. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all. We didn't get too much into everything. No, they said they immediately cut to scenes from next week. So we're going to get into the meat and potatoes, I think, next week. I think it's going to be really good. I'm glad it's three parts. Like we said, this season started off kind of like it was an interesting season, but it was like, eh, and then towards the end, it really Really started to pick up. And I think this reunion, like I said before, all uh, reunions for Married to Medicine are incredible. Mm -hmm. They are so good. So explosive. We have seen marriages be mended we've seen friendships be healed it's so beautiful what they can do in these reunions and i really really hope (laughs) dynamic to say the least exactly and i hope that something comes out of this for like if i'm being real when cecil and simone were going through their thing i was like so happy that they got through it and they worked through it together because they truly loved each other Mm -hmm. scott I'm just hoping for Contessa to come out strong at the end of this. Me too. I, oh, I'm t- I'm just rooting for her. Yeah, because at this point, I don't think Scott is a good person. I don't think he's as invested in it as she is. And I feel like she wants to save the marriage. She wants to be there for the children. And he's kind of like, whatever. Again, I've said this before. I think he wants her to be the one to call it so that he comes out looking like the victim. Even though he's the one that's messed up so bad the entire relationship. Well, we'll have to see in part two next week. God bless it. I love a good three-parter. I do. We do. When it's deserved. Yes. Not, not a three-parter that is just dragging or on. Or a two-parter no that's dragging on. Yeah. Give us just one reunion. Like, everyone has to have two parts. All right. Should we move to Shaw's of Sunset? 
Yes, please. Nothing too much happened this episode, but we did get some good scenes with Gigi and Destiny, Destiny and Mike, which we'll get to at the end. Uh, Reza writing a book, which we'll get to that in a second. I guess we'll start with Gigi and Destiny. Yeah, so Gigi and Destiny have a dog play date with their animals, and it turns into a conversation about Mike and Pauline and why they're each on the respective sides. So Gigi seems to be on Mike's side. Which is insane to me. It's, it it's makes pretty mind-blowing. It makes no fucking sense to me at all. The reason why you're all fighting is because Mike is a cheater and a liar. If he wasn't a cheater and a liar, then none of you would be talking about this. None of you would be fighting. And he's been doing this for years. If you're you're mad at Paulina because she hasn't broken up and left yet, so that the next girl can come in and get, and the same thing happened to her. So I think I think part of it is that Gigi is still friends with Mike's ex, and I feel like if she can't have Mike, then no one should have Mike, and just let Mike be a cheater, like she said. Why do we care that Mike is being a cheater? Like, why does it affect us? It's his life. We should let him do his thing and be who he is. Whereas Destiny has an actual brain, and it's like this is directly affecting another human being and that in turn affects all of us because this is all we can talk about because this is our friend group and it's not good to have someone who is so toxic and manipulative and downright evil kind of in our group and just be supporting that behavior exactly and Gigi it would be one thing if Mike was owning that behavior and said like I want a relationship where I have a committed partner but then I'm also able to go off and do whatever I want say whatever I want with it with any other woman that I want and that and my committed partner that I'm with is okay with all of that. We have an open relationship. Mike's not saying that he's not owning any of that. He's saying no. that he's a one woman man and he only wants Paulina, but then he's saying that and doing another. So where Gigi, I don't know where her, she has a, I don't know. She has a weird thing with uh, female friendships and free female uh, relationships. It's very bizarre. She really lets a lot of things slide with the men in her life. And she really comes down hard on the women. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I'm glad that Destiny's sticking up for Paulina because I don't really feel like she has anyone else in this cast no, right now. No, everyone else is just sort of like, even if they may support Paulina, they're kind of washing their hands of it they're and just saying, kind of I'm like, not involved. I'm not getting involved in this. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with it. So how do we feel about memoirs of a gay Shaw? <laughs> I don't think Reza should be writing a book. I just don't think that anything he has to say is anything that we haven't heard from somebody else. I also think it's kind of lame as a ghostwriter. I think there are times to have a ghostwriter. This is not one of those times. I think he's fully capable of writing down his own stuff. I think he just doesn't want to do the work. And I won't be reading it. I'm going to buy you a copy anyways. No! Just so you could have it in your library. And people will be like, oh, you've read Reza? Oh, my God. (laughs) Just to throw you under the bus. Well, I have to agree. I mean, in parts. I mean, I do think it's interesting the take he's trying to talk about is, you know, growing up gay in his culture. I think that's a story that needs to be told. But is Reza the one to be telling it? I don't know. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't think he's the one to tell it. No, I know. I understand completely. And at the same time, I'm kind of with you where it's like he can't sit down and put in the work himself to write it and maybe have the ghostwriter edit or have someone like assist with it. Oh no, this girl who seems awesome, she's going to do all of the work. He's just recording interviews and sending her tapes and she's going to write it all down, which it's not even going to be in his words. Like it's not going to be the essence of Reza. No, not at all. And Reza is not a very good person. He's an opportunistic person and he's just doing this to just get his stock to rise. Remember when we played Mary F. Kill with Not Safe for Your Boyfriend and I yeah. said I would marry Reza? And I was like, you are you are wrong. <laughs> and I, I, case in point, 
this whole season and every season past. No, I know. I I know. It's okay. We can't all be right all the time. I know. So comes down to it, I will be buying you memoirs of a geisha just so that you can. Also, isn't that didn't isn't that stolen from? I feel like someone already said that. I feel like I've heard this before. Some pop culture thing. Some like like LGBTQ person has said like this? from from Asia or from yeah has like coined this phrase. Well, we'll have to look into it because I think yeah, you might be we'll right. Get back to you listeners because i feel like he's just stealing from someone who's already come up with this great idea i gotta say i was very jealous they went axe throwing i want to do that so bad no i can do without that really i'm good i was laughing so hard when they were calling shervin persian paul bunyan and he got the bullseye again yeah he's I'm, a very handsome man yes he is I got to say, I would be, I think I'd be so good at axe throwing. I am ready for the apocalypse. Give me a couple of axes. I'm going to be like, bullseye every time. I don't know about that. You don't think so? Well, no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, we won't know unless we go. You'll have to. Okay, fine. You'll have to prove it to me. We'll have okay. to go. We'll have to go. At some point. All right. The ladies have a sleepover party, pajama party at oh Maris's God, I house. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. You had... <laughs> Tommy in the room reading a, a midnight story, like bedtime story to <laughs> the babe. I will never see the appeal of that man. And Continue. he was like, you know, if you step in, if you step in something bad, you just got to keep on moving. He's like, unless you step in poop, then you got to clean that up your foot. Cause no one wants you walking around with poop on your foot. Killed me. I was Wild. dying. I thought it was so funny. So ridiculous. He kills me. It makes, it tickles me. I think he's so funny, but at this party, they're playing some game and they ask everyone, where's the weirdest place that they've had sex. And London said she had sex in a wee spa. And this was oh, yeah. triggering You had just to me. told uh, me a story about your wee spa experience. I did not have sex in a wee spa. No. Let's, I'm let's putting that out there right now. No. But you got a vibe that, that no, may happen if you was, went to a certain part of the wee spa. Yes. So for those who don't know, wee spa is a Korean spa in Los Angeles. And I have been before. My roommate, she was like, it's so much fun. We should go. You can get like get a full scrub down like they literally wash you it was very weird i mean i felt very clean at the cleanest i've ever felt in my life yes but mm-hmm. at the same time i was like i don't know and i had to leave the the one area i was in to go up to like the clothed because you go walk in and they give you just like hand towels and they're like here you go go sit in naked in this hot tub and enjoy yeah and just you have to like sit in the hot tub to soak and then they call you up and you walk to the whatever and they scrub you down and then you go and you have to sit in another pool and then you leave. Or there you can go to the sun or you can do whatever. And let me tell you, I, I'm i comfortable with my body, whatever, fine. But everyone is like checking you out to see like if there's a vibe. And I was like, oh, this yikes. is not what I want to be dealing with <laughs> nope, right now. That's a I, lot. Felt like, I felt like it, I, I was going to be taken into the steam room and there was going to be like some kind of, oh, but you, but, but, here we go. No, thank you. Kind of moment. So I stayed in the hot tub and I moved from the hot tub to the scrub, jumped in the pool and then ran upstairs and just went into the clothes steam rooms, which were like a sand thing you could lay in. And there was like a rock one. And then there was a little snack bar and I got myself a snack. Oh my God. And there was like a nap room too. And I took a little nap. So I had a great time after I left that area, but Knowing that that does happen at Wee Spa, I'm like, I was right. The vibe I was getting was 100% You were not wrong. Real. You were, you were, you, so, you were picking up thankfully vibes. Thankfully, I will not be going back to Wee Spa anytime <laughs> soon. And, but what an experience. 
I felt really bad for Destiny when she was talking about her stalker. I Yeah, that that's traumatizing for sure. I, I can't even imagine what she was going through. Like she could not feel safe at any moment. Like he was in all of her classes. He would follow her to work. He followed her to like a parking lot and chased her around. That is so scary, which makes more sense. I understand why she was like, when Mike wouldn't leave the house, it was like my stalker wasn't leaving. Like it, it I think the men in her life, including this guy who stalked her, I feel like the men in her life have really been very abusive. And like she said, aggressive and aggressive. And so I think that she just has a zero tolerance policy for that. And it makes a lot of sense. It puts a lot of things into perspective and into context as to why she reacted the way she did the week before. But I was on her team. I was like, if you, if I tell you to get out of my house, you get out of my house. Yeah. And so their conversation on the beach lead with love, lead with love. Yeah, that was just bizarre. So well, I also loved, by the way, I mean, not loved. I just thought it was ridiculous where Reza can't stand when anyone is not talking about him or where the focus is on him for more than two seconds. So when Destiny's trying to tell him about the stalker. Yeah, he's like, let it go. Get over it. Let it go. Or with Mike. She's talking about how her issues with Mike and he just keeps saying, let it go. Get over it. Let it go. You, Get back to my interview so yeah, that I can steal your Reza, words from my memoir. But anyway, Mike and Destiny on the beach. I'm glad that Destiny held her ground and stuck up for herself. I was impressed that Mike was as receptive as he was, but by the end of their conversation, it did feel like Mike was just trying to make up so that they can move on so that he just wants the heat off of him so that he can go back to being his gross self. Yes. I think he's just trying to get everyone to stop talking about him, which is understandable because he's been the source of conflict in this group for, the entire first part of this season. Yeah. But it's just his fault. But at the same time, he's just like, Oh yes, no, you're right. Destiny. You're right. You're right. And I feel like they didn't really have a conversation. I felt like it was just very one-sided. I felt like he didn't really own up to anything. He just was kind of like, yep, I'm, you know, I I just, we need to move on. And it doesn't seem, I got to be real. Like Pauline is going to be on camera anymore for the rest of the season. No, I think he's like, I think he's like, you stay away because if you come into the group, then conversations are going to start, start happening. Which is so unfair to her. I think she's going to have some phone calls. It looks like with destiny and stuff. I think destiny is going to still keep trying to reach out, but yeah. Holy shamoli. Like I want to see more Paulina than I want to see Mike. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, Shaw's is always just so juicy. And I think the next week they go on some kind of trip that Gigi plans to some cabin, like like some big tree house sort of situation. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it it looks fun. I think they're going to do like that murder mystery party, which I know people are. Yeah. I know everyone is done with murder mystery parties on Bravo, but I got to say, Hot take. I love a good Mr. Murder Mystery Party. I think they're so funny. If it's funny. done well, if it's executed well, the ones that we've seen have been just trash. I, that is true. I, I get, and I've never been to a Murder Mystery Party. I've always wanted to go to one. I've always wanted to participate in one because I feel like I would obviously be the lead detective and get it right if I wasn't the killer because I think that's also my what I would be. I think I'm either the killer or the one who solves it all. So I don't know. I love a good Murder Mystery. I'm excited to see it. This season of Shaw's has been... Great. And I'm ready to see more. Okay. Should we go to family karma? Yeah. So this, this episode was emotional, but before we get into all the emotions, we'll get through all the fun stuff first, because I don't want to, we want to talk about what went down with, um, Amrit and Nani, his grandmother. Oh, 
But it started with this egg ritual, which I died at. I love Anisha and her mom. I think they are so funny together. I feel like they are a comedic They're duo. They're a dynamic duo, for sure. When she comes downstairs, she's like, you got the whole egg thing wrong. And I know this because I always eavesdrop. And it shows the footage of her just standing on the stairs, literally listening to the full conversation, like shaking her head, <laughs> being like, no. I. It's so funny to me. But I love... And I love Brian and Anisha's relationship. I think like this is a really good friendship and I think it's different from what we've seen before because I didn't really see them as friends. And I think it's going to be good in possibly healing Monica and Anisha's relationship because Brian and Monica are so close. Totally. And now Brian and Anisha are so close. So I think that will kind of help to be the bridge between all of them, which yeah. I'm really looking forward agreed, to. Agreed. Anisha's grandfather and the request for the Wendy's with the vodka. Oh my God. That was hilarious. What was it? It was in case you uh, when you come over with my vodka, uh, it would be wonderful if you would pick up the crispy chicken sandwich from Wendy's, which uh, per attached and sends a picture of the Wendy's sandwich. chicken. Hilarious. Hilarious. I love the grandfather. I think he's so funny. And he just he just brings so much joy every time he's on screen because he's just so real and yeah. just so blunt and is like, this is what I want. This is who I am. This is what I need. And it's it's always great to see. Uh, I loved the Diwali celebrations. I thought that was so fun. I love that you can get gifts every day of it. (laughs) All five days. All five days, it seems like. And it was so fun to see Dharma, Brian's mom, dancing with the drinks on her head. Oh, my gosh. She's a pro. That is so impressive. Yeah. That's, like, not easy to do at all. Trust me, I've spilled plenty of drinks trying to do. That's not my party trick. I don't even know what my party trick is. I don't even know if I have one anymore. (laughs) I don't think I have one either. But maybe I'll learn. Maybe, I mean, let's not be real. I'm not really getting back into partying. I, I had those days. But, you know, maybe there is a hidden talent somewhere that I should find. But Dharma's was fantastic. Amazing. And everyone looked great. And we find out in this episode that Amrit is officially going to be proposing to Nicholas. They've been together for nine years. God, He's like, a long time. we can't just be dating forever. Let's let's get married. But Nicholas doesn't know, but he has to tell everyone else. I loved that. Amrit had already, not Amrit. Sorry. Vishal Vishal had already told Richa when Amrit told Richa and Amrit was like, she looked so surprised. He's like, yeah, I already told her though. (laughs) He was like (laughs) acting. I really do like Richa. Yeah. And she's really growing on me this season. I'm glad we're seeing more of her. And I think now that I understand her side and where she's coming from in this relationship with Vishal, it's, it's it just makes more sense and i'm like okay i get you girl and i like you the problem with the proposal between nicholas and amrit is that first of all amrit's mother is having a little bit of difficulty with the whole situation but i love that she's trying to work through it basically she's like it's not the same as when his brother what rohit was getting engaged and i could tell everyone and be like oh he's getting engaged to this wonderful girl she's like it's different you know, he's marrying a boy. I have to say, oh, no, it's it's going to be too. Yeah, Nicholas. I appreciate her just really trying to process her own feelings because she's like, I love my son. I I don't like the fact that I don't feel the same way as I did when my other two children got engaged. I want to feel the same way. And I, I hate that I don't. And I just appreciate that her and her husband are just actively trying to work through her, their feelings. Amrit's father is a saint. He really, I mean, it's just a lot of deprogramming. They were told their whole lives that this thing was a horrible, ugly, disgusting sin. And so they have made really awesome strides, I think. I also, did you catch when she was like, it's also different because Rohit, when he got engaged, we talked 
with her parents. It was together. We were all working on this together. Aren't you going to ask Nicholas's parents for permission? He's like, I will let them know, but they're not going to come for it. Yeah, I don't think Nich- it doesn't sound like Nicholas's family is very supportive either, which makes me. No, I'm not going to say happy at all. What I'm meaning to say is I, it makes me glad that they have each other in their lives. Yeah, it makes it, me glad that Nicholas has found a safe place to land with Umri and his family. And yes. even they're working through a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I feel like they're working through it. It doesn't sound like Nicholas's family is even willing to come to the table. But I think both of them have had to kind of deal with this situation where their families aren't as supportive as they would have hoped. And so they've had each other to lean on. And I think yeah. that's really what has brought them together in such a strong way. And Nicholas has the patience of a saint, it oh, seems. Wow. Like, unbelievable. So, Amrit has to tell his grandmother. Because he doesn't want his grandmother not to know that he is gay before he proposes. Right, and his parents really seem to want that as well. Yeah. So, they gather the family together, including Amrit's uncle. And they sit Nani down. And Amrit starts by going, I'm different. I'm different. And he can't get it out. And he goes, you know, my friend. Ugh, this was so painful to watch. It was really hard. He's like, you know, my friend Nicholas, he's actually my love. I love him. I'm going to marry him. And she's like, oh, who are you? Who's the girl you're going to marry? Who's and she wasn't getting it at first. And then she says, I don't like it. And honestly, it was I was like, I felt a pit in my stomach and I was like, this is going to go so south so quickly until Amrit's mother stepped in. And I was so proud of her because I know how hard this is for her, how much she is going through and how much she is working through. And to see her stand up for her son and say, no mom, this is the way it is. This is who he loves. It's not going to be any different. It's not going to be the way that you think it is. We should be proud of him and we should love him. And you like, you need to, when someone asks, are you getting, he's getting married? Yes. He's getting married to this boy, Nicholas. It was wonderful. It was beautiful to see. It broke my heart though. When Amrit was like, you know what? It's always going to be disappointment. There's always yeah. going to be disappointment. I'm like, no, 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 no. It just breaks my heart that he is still a part of a world where that is like, it's always going to be half happiness, half disappointment because it, it just, it is what it is. And he just, he really took it on the chin. I was really impressed. I'm just so impressed with him and I'm amazed about how brave and how strong he is. The courage is insane. I really appreciated his where his mom and dad and uncle were there to support him and that they really His uncle was great as well. He, he was, his uncle was very supportive. It did, but it does break my heart that he still has to say stuff like it's always going to be a 50-50 thing. Well, I mean, we are very lucky and I think for some absolutely. people Absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. And like I it was such a great reminder that like this is still such a huge problem in so many communities and cultures in this country and around the world and and just families. so much work still needs to be, can be continued to be done. Yeah, and I think I think it was very beautiful to see. Great way to end Pride Month. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Truly. You know, it's July first. If you're happy, now. I'm happy. Yeah. Happy Pride, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Lord. Uh, happy Pride. But no, beautiful episode. I'm glad that they they supersized the episode to give this moment what it deserved because I think that's totally. what they did. They did a whole episode, and then this was kind of the end of the episode, and it was a little bit of an extended scene slash episode so that they could yeah not breeze through it because I think this is a very important thing to see on screen. I think it's a very important conversation to have on television and kudos to Amrit for doing this and kudos to his family. Amazing. So brave. For him and I think him and Nicholas now can finally get going. I'm so excited I to, can't see wait to see the wedding on. I can't see, wait to see the engagement, but I also can't wait to see the wedding on television oh next season you know it's gonna be a whole 100 percent, and i'm gonna be so excited to see an indian wedding it's gonna be amazing 
A gay Indian wedding to boot. Here we go. <laughs> okay, speaking of cultures, let's talk about Roni, where it was a mixture of the Upper East Side and Harlem. I loved everyone having trouble getting down the stairs at the top. Sonia being like, I won't be able to get out of here. I'm going to have to spend the night here. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I was, I knew this was going to be a rough episode from the beginning because Ramona was not about going to Harlem. It was so funny that Sonia and Leah both clocked Ramona being on her best behavior. Well, I mean, she really wasn't when she was in the car with Brashan. So we met a new friend of, which is Ramona's friend of that she's bringing on her friend Brashan. And she's like, it took you and Ebony to get me to Harlem. Uh, yeah. Like, Jesus okay. Christ. And then she's like, it's, I've never been down there before. And you were like down there. Harlem's uptown. Well, Har- no, Harlem is across like, oh, it is. It's across, like, from the Upper East Side. Harlem is on the West Side, first of all, and then it's like, so if you're on the uh, Upper East Side, you're gonna go across the park, and then you're gonna go up. So it's like up from where they are, technically. It's up and in, in the corner. Ramona is just in her way, and I knew from that moment that it was gonna be not pretty. No, and I thought the. B-squared, I think is what it was called. B-squared Harlem. Beautiful venue. Loved all the little details that Ebony put into the dinner. I thought all that was beautiful. I got a joke for you. Oh, God. Help me. What's black and white and red all over? Oh, Luann. Luann's outfit. (laughs) You (laughs) fucking can't. (laughs) Everyone looked great, though, I have to say. Everyone looked really, really good. Oh, oh, cringy. Ramona trying so hard for the gram when she was like, I don't like this black and white thing. It was, I just, I don't like, and just everyone looked at her like, are you she had okay? 10 heads. And everybody's like, you don't need to do that. You just, it's, you're good. You know? Well, Ramona then gets so upset that Ebony is trying to do an educational moment in her evening because uh, first of all, I thought that was such a smart and fun and great way to educate all these women about Harlem the um, history of black people and some of these key figures in history. Yeah, what the fuck? What is the fucking big deal? She, Take, Ebony just had to sit in the Hamptons for days with all of you. And all she's trying to do is just give you a little bit of something that you obviously don't know much or anything about. At all. The least y'all could do is sit there respectfully and just enjoy it. And we'll get into this in a little second. I understand Sonia and Leah being like, we love and appreciate everything that Ebony's doing and everything that she's trying to teach us about, not only herself, but about her culture. We just would like to get to a point where we're just, where it's a little lighter and we're just enjoying each other and we're just having some fun and being friends. That I understand. But uh, especially Ramona, y'all could all use a dose of what Ebony is giving you. Well, Ramona and Luann, they don't want to be educated at all, it seems like. No. It's like they're, they are so secure in their privilege and it's they're so afraid of that being they're lost. They're so fragile. Yes. That they they can't take the 30 minutes before dinner Who to cares? sit and listen. It was like everybody put it beautifully together. It was all like, and she really thought about each and every one of you. Yes. And like with the Harlem candles and, and with the uh, historical figure cards. Matched like, each of them. She took the time. No. Just yes. sit there and enjoy it and relax. You can just... You know, and I understand, you know, they're what maybe, you know, Leo pointed out they may be walking on eggshells because of the weekend that they had in the Hamptons. But so what? So what? Who cares? Like, we all need to get everyone, everyone in the world needs to get, un- get needs to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. It's the only way we're all going to get better and move forward together and get along is we all have to get a little uncomfortable and enjoy it. And Ramona got Sitting very, un- Ramona got very uncomfortable at the end, which we'll get to. So but, much so that she was getting oh, vertigo. 
Okay, that was no. She got vertigo at dinner. I'm talking about when she was back at her apartment, which oh, we'll get Jesus, to. Yes. But Ramona's vertigo, I don't what a buy crock it. Of shit. She's like, hold Show me, me I, your I fall. vertigo. Yeah, and she's like, I fall. Literally just falls over. Like, no. Girl. Show me your vertigo. It's it's why it was I'm sorry. I don't buy the vertigo for one bit. But yeah, I did like the conversation that Ebony and Leah had after where Leah was like, I'm all down to like listen and learn. You have to understand your power and that these women are getting a little bit turned off. So maybe like figure out how to, you know, get through this. Well, and and, and Sonia, when she was talking to Luann and Ramona, who Luann and Ramona were like, oh, we don't want to be, you know, preached to whatever. And Lu- Sonia was like, no, I think all of that is great. But they're, you know, with anything that's serious or deep, no matter what subject you're dealing with that might be serious or deep, there comes a time where you're like, yeah, but like, let's just, now let's just like be light and have fun and just be girlfriends. And I think that's where Sonia's coming from. Yeah. She's like, oh, let's just be girlfriends at some point. Yeah. And like, and, and I, I really, but I, I, I still go back to, you know what, this is how, who Ebony is. This is what her life's work. As she exactly. says, this is what Why she's about. Why not let her speak What's about the this? big fucking deal? Exactly. That's my thing is like, even, even Leah being like, do you, I kind I mean I like I think Leah was coming from a good place she I do. was but it also did kind of ups, I gotta be real I did kind of make me a little frustrated that she was like know your own power and kind of go about it a different way I mean I liked that conversation that Ebony was so open to it and she was able to express that what she was saying but at the same time it's like she should be able to be fully in her power and talk about whatever she wants. You're right. And speak about whatever You're she so wants, right. whatever she wants. And it shouldn't have to be an issue. And in 13, 14 seasons of the show, none of this has ever been brought up ever. So let so her have a moment. Give her 20 minutes. Yeah. Luann and Victoria. I don't know if I'm ever going to drink again. That's who's oh, to, who's to say. I mean, Victoria just looked at her like, You're and Victoria was like, ridiculous. you, I love you so much better sober. Like, this is the mom I want to know. This is the person I want to see. Well, this is the mom that I knew knew. when I was a kid and who I lost for a good chunk of years. And she's like, you're being a good role model by not drinking. And Luann's like, well, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. She's going to go off the deep end again. Well, I think we know that she already did, don't we? I don't know. She looked a little buzzed on Watch What Happens Live after the first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where allegedly. Alleged. 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 But we will confirm. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Ebony and Ramona at Ramona's ha- house. Jesus talk Christ. Talk about uncomfortable. I mean, I, I, I was totally on Ebony's wavelength where she was like, I thought we could at least agree that like, regardless of where we're coming from politically, we can agree that like a woman being vice president is just exciting. It's a really cool, awesome moment. Thing. Yeah. It's a cool wo- a moment for women. But Ramona just was not having she it. She went off on the mail-in ballots, which oh I was... Oh, my God. I was like, wow, she's there also there. Another word for that is absentee. But again, I don't even want to get... I don't even want to get into that. I will fucking lose my mind. And it's so funny because Ramona keeps going like, I don't want to talk politics, and then comes back and brings it up. It's just like, Ramona doesn't want to talk politics when it's not about the politics that she wants to talk about. Exactly. If anything is going against what Ramona wants to talk about, that's making her feel uncomfortable. If it's not going to make her look good, I think she's worried. Ramona has every right to be worried because she is going to come off looking bad because she's being opportunistic with the information she's trying to give, you know, EJ Walker. And Ebony was like, you mean CJ Walker? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, see, you're trying to make me look bad. And it's like, no, you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Like the thing is, is no one's trying to make her look bad. It's they're 
Ebony's trying to give her an opportunity to learn and listen and make herself get better. And that's the thing, y'all. I mean, when it comes to Ramona, she's one of a kind, just like her necklace that no one else can buy oh, because it's her the, name. Yeah, everyone oh, asks me. God. The, the going away, talking to the dog, and then coming back with the necklace. Like, it just was a fucking mess. I, I just, it's... I'm glad Ebony was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not letting you kick me out of your house. Yeah, this is bullshit. But then Ramona has to go do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, hold me. Yeah. It's just, girl. I think, by the way, I also think the whole, no one should talk about politics or religion. I think that's, that whole like societal, like thinking of we shouldn't talk about these things is how we got to where we are today. Yeah. I think the way we talk about politics and religion, yes, we need to talk about that and like be, we need to, come to the table wanting to have a good conversation and wanting to relate to each other and wanting to find common ground. Like the way we talk about those things is something that we all need to work on, but we all, we, we do need to talk about politics and we do need to talk about religion because we didn't talk about religion. And then all this shit went down in all these churches that was terrible in every single, in all these different religions. And we didn't talk about politics seriously for a long time and look at where we got. And to. we didn't talk about race and look what's going exactly. on there as well. So no, so. We, we need to, again, get uncomfortable and enjoy it, relish in it. Because that's the only way we're going to learn, change, and move forward together at the end of the day. exactly. Okay, off of our soapboxes. Finally got there. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. All All right, let's move on to Beverly Hills, which, once again... Don't divorce your husband! I thought that was insane. Okay, side note before we get into anything. We were watching... As you know, we're watching Friends, and we're on almost almost season seven. Oh, yes. Oh, for a second, I was like, where are you going with this? No, go, 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 go. Yeah, I got you, I got you. You... Turn to me and you go, you know who Monica looks like? Kyle Richards. And I was like, yes, with Kyle Richards' new face, she looks like Courtney, Courtney Cox, Cox season seven. Season seven. Y'all look friends. it up. It's it's crazy. It's it's so spot on, it blows my mind. I'm sure she was like, I want to look like that. I mean, <laughs> I would go in and be like, well, no, you know me, I'd be Jennifer Aniston, but <laughs> yeah, very fair. But it's it's very weird. It's very eerie. I was, I could not get over it. But the don't divorce, don't, don't divorce your horseman. <laughs> I don't know where these voices come from sometimes. You just, I don't know. It's I just, in you. They it's just in need me. to get out. I got it. I got to do all these characters. But I thought that was crazy. Could you imagine being like a celebrity and driving down like Hollywood Boulevard and uh, the Hollywood star tour comes and they're like giving you advice? That is so insane. I, I mean, she, she took it so well. She laughed it off. But that's, that's a lot of pressure to be under all the time. I got to say... This episode also was really heartbreaking for me and it shocked me in a way that I really couldn't deal with. And it was just, I was so upset when we found out that Kyle Beauvais. (laughs) (laughs) Garcelle's fish. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I knew this was fake because like I knew nothing bad happened, but you, you really tried to, (laughs) I'm trying to tell you, I was trying to get the tears in no, my eyes. No, I know. And I was like, oh, wow, he's really going for it. But I was like, what on earth are you going <laughs> to fucking talk about? And it's the fucking fish. Kyle Bovey. <laughs> oh, my God. You really committed. Rest in peace. You will be dearly missed. You were a beautiful to fish. 2020 to 2020. 2020 to 2020. I saw someone online post, like, I hope Doug was there to welcome him to heaven, which was Tom's lizard on Vanderpump Rules. Oh, which my was like, God. That's so funny. Which also only lived a short amount of time. That's amazing. But I love thought Crystal that was and kickboxing. I thought that was I love that she kickboxes. I know that. I mean, 
I I well, we're obsessed with Crystal. Like, let's just be real. She was great. I love her daughter. I thought that was so funny when she was just <laughs> yeah. like throwing a temper tantrum, and then five minutes later, she was like, "Fine, and the kids, they're wild." And we got into more. I love. We saw so much of Erica this episode, which I love. I hope that that I hope that continues because we're getting so much more of her than we ever have. Well, and she's got to get that screen time. She's I trying to make some money. No, but I also think that has a lot to do with the fact that she felt. With Tom, she could only do a certain amount and say a. Like, I think she had to be a certain way, say certain things, be a certain way, be on screen this much. I think she felt that she had an obligation to him, and I'm yeah. sure he said, "This is what I want from you, and this is what I need from you, and this is what I will accept w- with dealing with the show." But like we talked about, I'm so glad that I mean the one. I mean, I'm not a huge Sutton fan, but the one thing she did right this episode was she brought up the Chicago thing. What I tell you, this you literally turned to me. He was never gonna fucking come, and she saved his ass by saying, "Oh, he couldn't because COVID ended right before my my closing night, so he couldn't make it." And we all took that as true, yeah. Which now we know was not. And I'm glad they're showing us flashbacks of how Tom was with Erica at dinners in, in in episodes past incredibly dismissive incredibly rude i think they had a whirlwind romance at the very beginning 28 and 61 i think that they got married really quickly then she was told her place very quickly and she goes okay you know what i should be very lucky to be with a man of the stature he's uh practically a humanitarian with the way that he does his law and he gives me so much i should be grateful and i think for a lot of years that was enough but then i think in recent years he just was just being a nasty, powerful, domineering misogynist. And I think she finally had it. And in the last two years, I think it came to a head. And then finally, I think she finally got wind of what was going on legally. And here we are. Well, you know, I hope Amelia realizes the same thing in her relationship with Scott. Oh, Rinna does not look happy about that. Oh, no. Rinna, I thought Rinna would be like, oh, whatever. And she's I think she's trying to laugh it off and trying to be humorous about it. She's, I don't uh, think she likes happy. it. It looks like next episode, Harry Hamlin is very upset about it. All the ladies were like, no, I wouldn't let this happen. Except for Erica, who's like, oh, no, I did it, too. I let her go, whatever. But well, I think Erica just said I think Erica was just saying, like, I'm not the one to, to pass talk. judgment yeah. or to talk because I married a man much older than. But myself. yeah, the Rena is not is not down. For not this. having it. No. But we'll have to see how this turns out. I mean, none of the ladies seemed to be too supportive of it either. Straight to her face at the Huntley thing, which we'll get to. The Portia and Sophia moment was so cute. Portia's so cute. She's growing up. It's so weird for me to see Portia as like basically an adult. A teenager. Yeah. We've seen seen her since she was a baby. A babe. It's fresh out of the oven. Crazy. It's crazy to me. But to see her cry, like she's poor girl. Like to be a teenager and having gone through the last year, I'm sure has been so insane. hard. So hard. And you could, t- I think that was uh, uh, the entire year of emotions, I think really came out when she saw her sister. Yeah, I think so too. I loved that Kyle threw a little soiree at the Huntley hotel. I have frequented the Huntley hotel. Everyone except Sutton looked great. Sutton was literally the cat in the hat from Dr. Seuss. Oh my God. She absolutely I was. I was like, all you need is the little hat and you'll be good to go. What a peeping Thomasina. Peeping Thomasina. Freaking hilarious. Kyle, Kathy, 
was get, she was only on the scene Bravo, for a little bit. Pay her whatever she fucking wants to make her a full timer. Her just like having the conversation with Crystal in the car and just you know, soup is how you know how good a chef really is. Just filing her nails and then, <laughs> and then completely ignoring her and being like, I think I really want long nails. She's brilliant, and I, she doesn't know who anyone is. She thinks Dorit is from England. She uh, well, <laughs> I mean, to her credit, and I love that. I lo- every chance she can get, Erica's like, no, dear, she's from Connecticut. Yeah, it's like, honey, please. And I love Kyle just always grabbing Ren and like laughing at everything Kathy does. Like they are in on the joke with us, being like, this woman is batshit insane. So Dorit and not Dorit, sorry, Sutton and Crystal have the conversation again and Sutton's basically like you said I did something sexual to you I violated you sexually and Crystal's like no you didn't that's not the point at all violation is getting into someone's personal space or not respecting their privacy and that's all violate means you did violate if you if we're really gonna split hairs about words fine she you invaded her privacy you it was still not good yeah and this is it kind of bugged me because Crystal had a bad weekend with Sutton. Yeah. Between the I don't see color incident and then the dinner, which Crystal was not a part of at all, but Sutton put all on Crystal. Yeah. And then to bar, like they were not in a good place. They were not friendly. They were not friends. And then for Sutton to barge in on Crystal, make that comment like, oh, I don't know what's going on in here. Like the bottom line is Sutton did not make Crystal feel good at all that entire weekend. No. So I wish the group would kind of give Crystal some slack. I don't know why I, they're, you know, giving sentence like this much room because all Crystal's trying to say is like, we're not friends and her barging into my room when I'm naked when we're not friends and we've had a really terrible weekend was just not cool. It wasn't good. And she made a snarky comment about what I was doing in there, which none of you saw and none of you will believe me until now. I'm sure now they're all watching and going, Ooh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Maybe this get, wasn't great. Maybe this wasn't great. But I wish, like, and I love, but I love Crystal being like, I don't care. I, it was a violation to me. I'm, I'm not going to back, I'm down, not gonna from back down from this. I'm, well, bygones be bygones. Like, we'll be cordial, but like, this is just what it is. I love her for that. No, I agree. I think, I think she shouldn't, I think Sutton is expecting her to just fold and be like, okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that about you. I shouldn't have done this. But that would be totally going against what she felt and what she experienced. And I, the only thing I guess, yes, maybe Crystal shouldn't have talked to the other women about it. But she was asked about it. Yeah, and she's also trying to get to know these women, and she's the new girl in the group. Yeah. So, but it was creepy. I thought what Sutton, I thought what Sutton did was creepy. Like when she was sitting on the couch with Kathy and Kyle and said, "I'm going to take her her coat." I was like, "No, why? Why are you doing that?" It's four o'clock it's in the four morning. In the yeah, morning. whatever. You've had a little bit to drink, and you guys aren't friends, and you've had a horrible weekend together. And Crystal doesn't fucking like you. So I would have never done that. No. So, I'm sorry. Sutton, I'm still not a Sutton person. I'm a crystal person. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Well, I think... How'd I do? I feel like I was... You were... I tried. okay? Yeah, I tried. You seem a little out of breath. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it took a lot of energy. I'm still a little like... The sickness took the life out of me. Okay, calm down. You're fine. Didn't cough too much. No, you didn't. And the listeners won't even know because I'm going to remove them all. Because you're amazing. Because I'm so nice. But I think we mentioned it all. I think we got through everything. We did. So be sure to uh, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Oh, 
Is this a is this a Mazel Tov <laughs> miracle? <Yeah. laughs> a cra- you mean you know what I mean? Crystal, yeah. Christmas miracle over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know, God, Doreen, Kathy, I'm I'm completely shocked that you got through that. I me too. Unprompted, I was I was fully ready to take the reins as I usually do, and you got in the saddle and you took that little bugger right <laughs> off into the sunset, cowboy. That little bugger. That little bugger right <laughs> off into the sunset. I, try, I do. Well, thank y'all for listening, and we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Little cowboy. (laughs) Jesus.